Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to From the Spot, the only podcast that has two hosts willing to roll themselves out to have a cage match at your local dive bar. I'm David. And I'm Eddie. And this is From the Spot, where one host is a grill master and the other host is disabled. Someday we'll end up on regular cable. I don't know, I just wanted to run. You know, I I accept that, and like that's really what's gonna bring us heat when we do have this cage match, and like we're all roided out and shit is when they realize that you're gonna come out like in your chair to make it more dramatic, and the first thing I do is hit you with the sledgehammer. But uh, <laughs> just, just just wait for your for your wedding, dude. When we when we get major heat, bro, fucking awesome. Bro, when when my own party is gonna try to lynch me, that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> no doubt, bro. No doubt. But uh, let's get into it, David. How have you been? Oh, I've been you know busy with work. Definitely having some professional guilt, we can say. Uh, that's as much as I can reveal publicly. Uh, Eddie has a little bit of insight. But uh, how how have you been, Eddie? As a is this grass really greener on the other side? Uh, I'm in the middle of four paid days off by, by my work, so thank you, work. Um, so I'm good. Uh, David, I'm still wondering how you're too lost to Everton. Uh, we can talk about that later. How about we talk about, um, a little bit of money talk at first, Eddie. Um, I, I don't want to start off negative, so let's talk about some positives, some net positives. Um, Holland's next big money move. So we know we're Mino is out here trying to finesse Man City. That's a fact. Um, there's rumors about Barcelona pouncing on Holland, uh, but I mean he's demanding like ridiculous money. So Eddie, what what are your initial thoughts on all this? Look, and I I like Holland. I just uh, uh, according to the, this money breakdown, what upsets me is that Mino is going to be getting, like, the lion's share of the of the cash. Like, if y'all haven't heard, um, uh, the price that supposedly Manchester City is going to have to pay is um, $175 million. Um, 75 million going to Mino, 70 million going to Dortmund, and 30 million going to, um, Erling Holland. David, do I have that correctly? Uh, sounds about correct from what I understand. Okay, so the mad robot out here getting the gold, the, the Norwegian gold machine, how is he only getting 30 mil? And look, um, I know Mino's the agent to the stars, like, pretty much except for Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Messi. Like, if, if anybody else is worth money, like, they're, like, with Mino. I get it. But how the hell does he get 75 million? Bro, like, I guess that's just him hustling. That's what he does. But really, so... The focus has been on Mino, right? And people like to attack him because he gets all these bonuses, all these things. 
But the only reason we can even talk about Mino is because players want these managers, right? Like, he, he, they want these, or sorry, agents. They want these agents. They want these really snakes, right, to represent them. And somehow the player is the hero, agent is the villain, when, like, that's not really how it works, right? Like, they're directly employed by them. So that's absolutely insane uh, to me personally uh, that one would get criticized and not the other. So really what I'm trying to say here is, should we somewhat be critical of Holland? I mean, I know in a sense we knew something like this was going to happen, right? He, We knew he chose Dortman on purpose, so his next move would be a big move to an elite club. But uh, for it to be this much about money, he doesn't really seem like that humble guy that's into meditation like we all thought at one point. I mean, look, bro, like, like I would say he's all about money if, like, according to this potential breakdown, like, he's only getting 30 mil. Like, that's a $175 million move, right? So how is he getting, like, the smallest share? Like, like don't get me wrong. I, I've said it once. I'll say it all the time. If you're a player, get paid. You know, you can only effectively do this, like, till you're 35-ish. If you're, like, Ronaldo, Messi, Totti, uh, Benzema, who's practically going to be 35, Lewandowski. So, look, get paid, you know what I'm saying? But if you're going to get big money moves, make sure you get most of that, or at least a better portion of the big money. That's, that's all I'm saying. Honestly, David, it, two, two things stick out to me. If this move does go through, right? Mm-hmm. Last, last year, um, or last summer transfer window, Manchester City spent $100 million on Jack Grealish. And then this would be $175 million on Early Holland. That would be $275 million on two players. And one guy who can't even get off the bench most of the mm. time, you feel me? What happened to FFP? Was the FFP supposed to be a thing? That's, that's all I'm saying, bro. Well, it was supposed to be a thing, but as we all know, selective... Um... You know, implementation is a thing as well. But fans at home, let us know straight up. Like, this Holland move, is it worth staying up for? Is Danny Alves onto something, possibly uh, putting in jeopardy a, a big move for his team by saying Holland's not even worth all that money? Um, I want to know what y'all think. Uh, give us a shot on that. Definitely. But speaking of big players and big teams, let's talk about Big human son. Uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, human son and his, his impact at Tottenham and how amazing he's been. Um, and I posed this question for you, Eddie. Um, and I kind of think we should try to answer this. Is son too grown or too big for Tottenham? Ah, uh, look, um, Get mad at me all you want, Spurs fans. Um, you're lucky that 
that Chung Min Sun is a very, very nice guy. Because if he wasn't, he'd be out here getting early Holland type attention, early early Holland type money. You're lucky that like he doesn't really give a shit about money and the accolades, and homie just wants the ball. Because I mean, he like. Tell me one thing on the football pitch, David. Chung Min Sun can't do. Mm. Exactly. Oh, be goalkeeper. He can't be a goalkeeper. Because he can only play one position at a time. Oh, oh, okay, fair. Oh, alright, but, okay. Okay, David, let me ask you this. Can you name five better finishers than him in the world at the moment right now? At the moment? Five, um, let me try. Um, so, that's better, right? They have to be better. Yeah, better. In better yeah. form, in better form. Yeah. So Benzema, I think, is the obvious outlier because he's currently the most in form, right? Yeah. So it's if we're not going to take that away from him, even here at, from the spot. Yeah, yeah, no. But, um, like the best is best right now. I, wouldn't, I, I couldn't say Harry Kane is currently better than Hyung Ming Son. Mm, I don't know, man. I think I'm running out of options. Mbappe? Probably a little bit better right now. I think Mbappe over Huming Sun right now anyway. I think I'm good. I think I'll still take three more Huming Suns. I would say maybe just uh, Robert Lewandowski, but other than that, like I challenge anybody on any of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Gmail, name me five, five better finishes than Huming Sun right now. And not just that, like, he's so good, and obviously uh, a part of it is, like, how good of a passer is Harry Kane? He's an excellent passer, but the fact is, is that, like, Kung Min Sun, like, he draws attention away from Kane, from Bergwijn, um, from all, from all other Tottenham attackers, um, Look, um, truth be told, um, I know Tottenham fans hold um, Harry Kane in a super high regard because he is English. He's probably going to be like the all-time uh, Premier League goal scorer when it's all said and done. Even if, even if he leaves uh, Tottenham, like he'll still have the majority of those goals in the Tottenham shirt, but... Like, don't underestimate, don't underappreciate Sun Min Sun. Um, I've said it a few times on this podcast. I'll say it again. Uh, he is world-class. If you don't believe me, uh, this is the one time I'll go ahead and say, call you dumb. You know what I mean? Uh, I won't get into that whole, is he better than uh, Jisung Park? Uh, look, they play different positions on very, very different teams. So I think it's unfair to compare them. Uh, but 
David, I have some stats. Um, so he is very, very consistent with his goals, David. Um, so the past, uh, well, this season and last season, he has 17. He still has about six more games to go to get some more. He'll probably break 20. In 1920, he had 11, which is okay because of COVID. And then the two seasons before that, he had 12 and then 14. So he's definitely like a a double-digit goal-per-season guy. And then his assists go up and down with an average of six. But back-to-back seasons, he had 10 there and uh, 21 and 2020, so pretty good. Uh, his Champions League goal scoring record hasn't been impressive, but again, very consistent. So he's just a consistent guy, David. Um, can, could you see him going anywhere besides Tottenham? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if he would. Like him personally, you know what I mean? Like um, he, he really tends to honestly love or looks to love Spurs. Um, he's definitely had chances to leave that he didn't take. Um, so I don't know if he would, but Eddie, let's put ourselves in his shoes. Right? Let's, let's tell ourselves here we're human son. Um, we want to win a trophy. We're over the whole Spurs chokes and can't win a trophy. Um, we can go to any club where we feel we'll win a trophy in a top league. What team are you choosing, Eddie? Um, okay, and I'm not choosing Barca for obvious reasons. <sighs> what team could really, really like take advantage of the way he plays? You know... You know who I, okay, so I I have a team who I would personally put them on, and I think, like, to the, if they're going to be shadow about it, you're going to be like, oh, well, that's a little bit obvious, like, that's a simple choice, but I actually have, like, reasons behind it and, like, a thought behind it. Um, Reasons besides he's class? Yes, reasons besides he's got, and that's an inside thing um, that we'll probably touch on later on once we get player specific. But yes, besides my pet peeve, um, <laughs> I, I have something. So, uh, would you like me to go first while you think of your answer? Yeah, tell me, tell me, go ahead. All right. So, I would, if I were human son and I was like, you know what? At the end of this season, I want to go to a team to really challenge. Honestly, uh, again, it feels really weird to say it because it feels obvious. But at the same time, it's like, it's the only one that makes sense. And I'll even go through a couple other teams to to make sense of it. Uh, And that's Juventus. Um, So I'll I'll right away eliminate any English club by kind of reiterating. I, I just do think him and Spurs, like, they're a match. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up just staying there because he's like, you know what, I'm comfortable. I'm okay with just top four. You know, I'm a hero in my homeland. Who cares? Um, 
please let us know. Uh, whoever you side with, we're not gonna fight you, but we'll probably disagree. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like a divorce, masculine issues between mom and dad, and I'm very obviously mom. So uh, <laughs> if you're that's a true. First, uh, pick me. Yeah, that, and that, that's fair. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest here. That's definitely fair to Eddie. Um, I'm not gonna have any pity on you when you scrape a knee, and I'm just gonna put that out there. That's right. Think about your future. Choose me. So let's think about the future, Eddie. Well, we can't think about the future without thinking about the past. Let's catch up with the Champions League second leg this week of the Champions League here and now we know for sure Villarreal have knocked out the mighty Bayern Munich. Uh, or uh, as I like to call him this, this week, be a real as fuck. That's motherfucking right. Uh, and the language. David, okay look, first off, I'm gonna bash him a little bit. Bayern shouldn't have scored. Should not have scored. How how is it that the goalie can can give the ball to someone, um, you know, and like he like he actively looks left and right, and he has voice, I believe. He has voice to the right, but voice just kind of staring at him, not getting open, and then boom, Bayern crash in. Get their goal. It's Lewandowski. But other than that, and I mean, look, Bayern had chances upon chances. But if it wasn't for this one mistake, David, Bayern wouldn't have scored, really. So do you think it was better for the drama that Bayern scored or... Would you have liked to have seen a 0-0? Actually, I think it was good that Bayern scored when they did um, if you're Villarreal. Because Villarreal, Villarreal weren't exactly out of the game throughout. I mean, it's clear to say that Bayern were dominating. It wouldn't be fair to Bayern to say that they weren't showering Villarreal with shots, right? But... Um, when, when Robert Lewandowski hit that goal, it was still in the beginning of the second half. It was a 52nd minute, right, Eddie, or somewhere around there. Yeah, um, I think, but yeah. Yeah, so it gave Villarreal that chance to look at each other and say, wait a second, like, it took them this long to peg us back. We can do this. And they took the opportunity, the one opportunity they needed, uh, thanks to Samuel Chakwezi and... They knocked out the mighty Bayern. Uh, and we laughed a little bit at he mentioning um, all the Spurs players in their lineup. Um, but man, all these Spurs players in the lineup, um, they've, really, they've really pushed their weight. You know, they, they've made it happen. Um, what, what do you think, Eddie? Do you think... Would you say you agree? Would you say you know there's there's a little bit more to it, less to it? Um, look, the the, the one thing I want to point out on the Chukwueze's equalizer, because that's what he was 
I mean, ultimately, it was the winner because it wins the, the tie, right? But it's an equalizer. But the one player I want to point out there specifically is uh, uh, Giovanni uh, Lofeso because he is getting chased all the way. Like, all the way, like, when he has the ball, they're trying to take the ball off him. They're, they're trying to, like, you know, push him out of the way. And he shows his strength and determination and just, like, gets the ball to Torres, I think, and then Torres squares it for um, Chiquese. But uh, I was really impressed by Los Hustles' ability to receive the pass, hold off the defender, make the pass at the correct time, and, you know, really make that play happen. So, shout-out to Giovanni. Um, Loki, I think David will agree with me when I say that between Giovanni and Rodrigo DePaul, uh, those two could be the key even more than Messi to Argentina winning the World Cup. So you definitely need them in form and kind of how you said powering through midfield. But uh, before we move on to the next tie, Eddie, uh, I want to pose this question to you. And I'm hoping it's one of those questions that kind of make you really like, that just stumps you and makes you think. Um, is this truly an Unai Emery mastermind kind of victory? Or is this more of a Nagel's man failure? No, look, I, I, I think you have to give credit where credit is due. Um, look, for whatever people may think of Una Emery's time at PSG, uh, Una Emery's time at Arsenal, um, uh, maybe it's because the pressure isn't as much as Villarreal, so the expectations are lower, so he's overachieving. But play this tie 99 more times, more often than not, Bayern would win. Um, so I think it's the fact that um, Unai just is like, Fuck it, oh, we're not supposed to be here, so um, just go out there and fucking do your best, and, you know, don't be scared, um, this is one of the best teams in the world, no one expects you to win, but make me proud, make your friends proud, and make yourselves proud, so I, I think that it has to be on Una Emery, um, I know Bayern fans have to feel disappointed, David, but... I mean, at the end of the day, um, I wouldn't say that Villarreal were the better team, but they were the team better equipped to go through over um, over the two legs, and that's due to their manager. Fair enough. And... Uh, let's hop over to Liverpool and Benfica, where Liverpool drew 3-3 at home. They were at Anfield to Benfica. 
um, are a player linked to Manchester United that I'm excited about, but I don't want to talk a lot about because I don't want to jinx it. Darwin Nunez on the score sheet, but Benfica still out. Uh, Liverpool winning 6-4 on the aggregate. I mean, we kind of expected Liverpool to go through, um, but I don't want to exactly gloss over this tie here, Eddie, because of the, the fact that Liverpool aren't exactly great at home, considering they have a historic kind of myth around their home ground, don't you think? Um, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, David. I didn't even bother with him. Um, <laughs> because I was so focused on um, Atleti versus uh, Man City, but look, uh, it was it was a bit concerning to see that Benfica got three on them. So, but look, um, I know that everyone says that Anfield is this magical place, and it is because obviously 4-0 happened, but I think Liverpool may have been like, look, um, we're already up 3-1, so we don't have to do much. And then when they saw that Benfica was really, really giving it a go, they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, we we actually have to play. It's not just going to be like a 90-minute training session, you know? All right. Well, um, we'll touch a little bit back on, on this tie a little bit later, but... Um, Let's talk about the big tie, the one that everybody's going to be talking about, the one that we know have made headlines already. We're not even 24 hours out. Atletico Madrid and Manchester City playing out a nil-nil draw. Uh, Atletico getting tons of criticism for their style of play and playing super heavy. Uh, lots of provocative scenes right after. Police being involved and breaking up fights. So, uh, Eddie. Please, I, I know you're you're just got like foam at the mouth, raring to go. Tell me, tell me, Daddy. Oh my God! Oh my God! Um, look, look. Um, I had said it plenty of times on here. I thought this was Atleti's year to win this competition, and that I so wanted it for them, David. But um. I, look, and I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I think Cholo choked. And, um, like, we could talk about the shit that happened at the end of the game. Whatever. Look, my biggest thing, and it is because I did catch all of it, um, especially in the first half, David. All right, David. Can you tell me why, if you're going to play Jao as your lead striker, why are you sending in balls over the top for him, dude? Like, he's he's not that tall, and you have him going up against Laporte and Stones, two, two guys that are like eight inches taller than him. And I'm not trying to talk shit by each short, because he's taller than me. Those tactics got John Stones nominated for player of the week. See, I, I just, I, I don't get it. And look, 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 look I, I was concerned when, when I saw that, like, when Luis Suarez wasn't starting. And I was like, okay, he could probably only go, like, 45 minutes to a, to a, to a, to a half hour, you know? So, and then, but then the second 
I also think Cholo started his subs too late. It was like the 65th minute, I think, when City made their first change, and then he, he still had it. And look, to, to be fair, the changes that he made, um, Rodrigo De Paul, Angel Correa, they were these guys that brought energy and brought movement to, to the to to the midfield, but they, they were missing a a finisher. And there was this one chance that Suarez had when he came in, where right. he where he hit Ederson like right there, and you're like, wow! It, if he could have given you 55 minutes or so. You know, maybe he would have had another one of those, and maybe he he puts it past him. You know, but unfortunately, Suarez was only able to go ten, and it it cost him. Stuff that cost him big, and man, um again, like it's funny you say cost him, but it, like it does feel like. They kind of just threw it away. Uh, I'm still a little bit in disbelief, but we let's touch a little bit more on the fight. Uh, I do want to get my two cents in on that. I mean, I don't exactly condone fighting, but a lot of what I've seen so far is people kind of attacking Atletico, and I want to point out to that culturally. Uh, I don't see these people, at least Spanish-based people, like uh, just right off the bat spitting at Englishmen uh, for no reason. I do think it was escalated and words were said that provoked. You can kind of tell by Cat Grealish's body language in the tunnel. Like it's almost it's clown-like. So I'm not saying I'm okay with that kind of stuff, but I'm saying um, City is just as guilty for the escalation as Atletico. Um, the main difference is that the Atletico players are willing to finish the fight because I, I want to point out that there's even reports of Scott Carson allegedly offering fights outside of the tunnel, which honestly I don't believe um, because we all know Pep would be pulling him by his ear saying, we don't do that here. Um, but look at how aggressively each Atletico Madrid player actually got away from people trying to hold them back to fight one of the city players while the city players quote unquote couldn't get away you know from their people so I'm just saying like just because city pussied out at the end doesn't mean they didn't escalate it in any way sense or form and both teams should be criticized equally look David I'm I have to 100% agree with you. And let, let me just say this. Everyone always talks about, oh, the English game is physical. The English game is about hard tackling and uh, going 100% after the ball. Is it really? Is it really? Because when, when it came down time to put up or shut up, one team was very, very much more involved in the let's throw down than the other and it wasn't Manchester City. The 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 only one who was about that life was um Zinchenko and that's because he's you know he's from the Ukraine and as we've all learned over the past 
months now, uh, Ukrainian people are about that life. So don't come at me talking about the English game is tough and physical and, and all that bullshit because apparently it's not. That's, that's all I have to say about that. You know? Yeah, and as a fan of the English game, I'm based on this. I'm gonna have to agree. I mean, um, I think too uh, something I guess we should point out is uh, at least I was raised in a in a very different kind of um, culture, especially in football. Like we, that's why I like English football. To be fair, is we I was raised to believe that football is uh, deporte de hombre, so it's only for men and that if you get hit hard, you don't complain, you just get up and you return the hit. And I mean, I've been part of Sunday league games where people literally chase each other with steel chairs um, because of calls, like it's insane. Like, and that's normal, you know, like I just sit there and I wait for the game to get back together. And I'm not saying that we need that in the pro game, but I'm saying put your money with your mouth is, you know, like uh, a lot of these guys that, are coming through the ranks, uh, at least at Atletico, they come from slums and stuff and shit, you know, like, so if you got somebody from the barrio, like, you better, you better net up. Yeah, and, and all of them take after Cholo, because Cholo was never afraid to come for your neck, so all of his players essentially do the same thing, you know what I mean? Absolutely, but, um, Let's let's forget about this, Eddie. Let's look ahead. Let's David, look at David. Really, yes. Before we move on, um, someone on Twitter said that that whole altercation um, that um, took place was the most action Jack Grealish has gotten in the knockout stages of the Champions League so far. And I just had to mention it because I thought he was hilarious. That is amazing. Uh, I think Jack Grealish, for as much as financial success he's having, I think he should be disappointed with kind of where his career is now. Um, it almost feels like it, City doesn't even feel like a step to the side, to be fair. Um, he's not really playing to his level. But um, I agree. Let's agree with that. We, we will sponsor that Twitter, uh, that tweet. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, Let's, let's look here to the future while look, keeping an eye on the past because the reason I really wanted to point out their poor home form is Liverpool have Villarreal at home for the first leg of the semifinals in the Champions League. Is this a sign that Villarreal is going to the final, Eddie? Oh, um, look, now that, now that my pick is Oh, I I don't want to jinx either of them because obviously, like I'm, I enjoy watching Liverpool play, and I root for the underdog. But look, um, I think it would be a mistake if Liverpool, uh, two weeks from now, underestimated Villarreal. Um, so I, look, everyone was saying. Oh, Juve is going to knock out Villarreal. They did not. Bayern is definitely going to knock out Villarreal. They did not. So, Liverpool better be ready to play 180 minutes um, 
I'm not even going to give a prediction. May the best team win. And uh, whoever it is, I hope they beat Real Madrid because I'm, I'm not even giving Manchester City a chance. Yeah, Real are going through. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you you said that because uh, I think it's fair to say we're all Real at, at for this specific time. Because um, fuck Man City, I think uh, Real Madrid were the perfect team to go up against City. Because I do feel that if any team is gonna have a good time against City, it's going to be Real Madrid, um, and. Especially it being a pep team, I feel that kind of gives Benzema a mental edge because it's going to be like, oh, this is going to be another statement for my Ballon d'Or. Well, absolutely. And David, can, can, can we just fast forward a little bit and both talk about that fucking ball by Modric? Oh Man. God, is that... So let's let's uh wrap up Champions League just talking that tie, man. I wanna I wanna finish talking about that that beautiful, beautiful tie, that hat trick. Uh or not hat trick, sorry, but um the three goals by Chelsea that kinda of put the nerves on Real Madrid. Uh Eddie, did you think for a second that Chelsea might have done it? Dude, uh, I was I was calling it I, I was telling because my dad was all like, look, Madrid have this in the bag. And I was like, bro, they they don't have this in the bag. And, and I was like, watch. And we, we were actually watching at that time. Uh, we were watching um, VRL Bayern when the, when the Univision guys were like, uh, Chelsea scored, and I was like, Dad, fucking flip the channel, you know, flip it, and so then we kind of stuck to exclusively watching that one, and uh, look, alright, David, I, I've gone back and watched it, David, I don't I don't see the handball on Marcus Alonso, am I blind, or did the ball not touch his hand? I don't know. I don't think so either. Sometimes cameras are deceiving. I mean, we can't live in the past anymore, Eddie. We just can't. So, uh, I mean, I do think Chelsea should feel, I don't know if robbed, because let's let's face it, uh, Real Madrid didn't just do it at the Bernabeu. They did it over two ties, right? Like, they, they did the task. The task is over two ties, make sure you have one over your opponent. And that's exactly what Real Madrid did. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what the right word would be. Would be I, I guess just plain old-fashioned disappointed, right? I mean, I don't know what else to use. Uh, David, real quick, um, look. Um, I'm, I want to give credit to a guy that we, everyone who watches the Prem or English football in general has been perceived to be struggling. Uh, Timo Werner had a great finish 
Austin that Austin. goal was amazing. He 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 had Carvajal and 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 Casimiro fucking sliding all over the place and like have it be his first season in England. He misses that, you know. So I, if you remember, David, I texted you in all caps. I was like, Timo. I was so happy for him because I was like, yo, like, six months ago, he misses that, you know? Definitely. So, so but look, you're right. The, the assignment is have more goals at the end of two games. So even though Chelsea won 3-2, to two, um, Kareem Benzema, United 
losing 1-0 to Everton at Goodison Park. Uh, nothing good came out of that game besides some banter from Everton fans. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo knocks a phone off some kid's hand. Actually, no, I'm going to... Okay, hey, have you have, you've seen that, right? The, the phone thing? Yeah. My, my mom was very upset about it, and I was like, is it a dick move? Yeah. Is it the worst thing that's going to happen to the kid in his life? No. And, okay, so... <laughs> and I'm going to let you finish, go ahead. And my mom was like, but he's autistic. And I'm like, mom, if he's autistic, he has big issues to deal with. You know? <laughs> oh my god! That... Oh, nah, I don't think we can make that the, the episode name. I, I definitely don't think okay, that's going to uh, get us fancy. David, uh, before before you like say your part, let me... Just so everyone doesn't think I'm, I'm a dick, hey, if you don't know, I have cerebral palsy, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> If, if any one of us two can say it, it's, it's fucking me, alright? Anyway, yes. Yeah, so, any of you guys that's going to send us an email, I want you to go back a few seconds and listen to Eddie say that again. Write down what you were going to say. Go ahead and fold it up nice and tight and shove it straight up your ass. So, um, anyway, I'm going to start with, like, fuck that kid. Uh, um, I mean, dude, like, honestly, I... I'm looking at Cristiano Ronaldo walk up as I'm watching the video because I hear about this and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't care much about it. But I'm watching the video and I can see he's pissed. He's walking up. And I would have done the same thing. I would have said, fuck this kid. Get out of my face. But do you want to know what, why I perked up and what the best part of this whole thing is? Tell me, David. So, Cristiano Ronaldo does like his public apology thing, you know, I gotta do this PR thing. And his way to apologize to that fan is by inviting him to a game at Old Trafford, like as his guest. And it's like, this is an Everton fan, bro. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck does he want to go to Old Trafford for? <laughs> um, well, um, if, if, if CR7 invites you to a game, I don't care who you support, you go. I mean, wouldn't, you, wouldn't it just be better to be like, look, bro, I'll just buy you a new phone? Uh, I mean, yeah, but look, David, okay, so the kid's like what? Anywhere between 7 to 11 years old? He's old enough for us to tell him to go fuck himself. Okay, look, so, like, he's English, right? I presume. So, meaning, when he's 18... However far away that is for him, he could go to the pub and, you know, be chilling at the bar, ordering his drink, assuming that he's like a, a high-functioning fun- autistic person, you know, um, and, like, he could just be chilling, and, you know, he, he needs someone, and, you know, like, because we all have interesting pub stories or whatever, and his one thing in life uh, it's going to be, like, do you remember when Cristiano knocked the cell phone out of that kid's hand? That was me. That's a hell of a story. You you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, look, is it a dick move for Ronaldo to do what he did? Yes, okay, I'm not, I'm not heartless. But at the end of the day, 
another one, and he has a super kick-ass story to tell people the rest of his life. So what you're telling me, Eddie, because uh, to confirm that you can directly re uh, relate, is if you were to somehow swap places with him and he smacked the fuck out of your, your phone, you would expect young Eddie to get over it. Um, look, it, does he have a right to be mad? Yes. But is it a, like a huge deal? It's not like he told the kid to go fuck himself and fuck his mom. He just left the phone out <laughs> Bro, I think I would have fucking loved that even more. I would have made that my ringtone. Uh. You know, so look, is it bad? Yes. Is it the worst thing in the world? No. Get over yourselves. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm fucking. I'm glad we had this conversation. But um, what we were getting at eventually with this disappointment, which I, obviously I'm not even disappointed anymore. I'm actually way more hyped about the next Manchester United game to see how many fucking phones uh, Cristiano Ronaldo can break. But um, <laughs> before we move on from this, <laughs> the whole point is we want to announce that I'm going to somehow become an MLS fan. Because Manchester United is so much shit, and I'm so fucking tired of having to deal with this shit. I'm going to try to give MLS a chance. So we're going to put together a short list. Hope you guys can contribute. Send in your teams that you think I should be a fan of. Uh, maybe it's, you know, some Canadian shit like Montreal. Or, you know, I don't know. I can join Beckham's movement and be an Inter fan or some shit. But whoever we decide that I should be a fan of will end up getting a shirt and oh, we might even just give it away. Um, so let us know what team do you think should be in contention. It can be your favorite team. It can be somebody you hate's favorite team just because you know we're going to end up roasting the fuck out of them. But uh, make sure they at least make the short list so we can vote on it. Uh, but any thoughts from you, Eddie? Look, David, of from what I know about you, you're like a, a no-nonsense midfielder, so if I could suggest to our fans to maybe suggest uh, a team with a no-nonsense midfielder, that way David can kind of relate to at least one player and give the MLS an honest go instead of like just looking to like rip it to shreds, you know? Yeah, that, I think that would be the best bet. If you don't want me to take the shit as banter, I think that's the best bet. Because I am a clean slate. I haven't followed in ages. I think the only MLS like game that I actually cared about and followed was like the game that I was physically at watching David Beckham play. So that'll tell you a lot. Um, but anyway, let's, let's not take up too much time here because I know time is precious. Um, and I don't want to skip over too much, too many games. Um, what I do want to highlight here is Brighton beating Arsenal 2-1, Eddie. Wow. What, 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 that, so, it, it blew my mind, you know, because Arsenal are at home, great form, you know, and Brighton and our boy, Graham Potter, showed up and made it happen. Well, I mean, look, um... I'm just going to go ahead and give credit to Alexis McAllister. I don't care if he actually did or didn't do anything, but he's an ex-Boca Juniors player, so I'm just going to go ahead and give him the credit. But, no, in, in, in all honesty, look, um, I'll say it again. Um, for as good
good as the Arsenal turnaround has been, they they don't have a striker right now. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. with the form Stun and Kane and Bergwijner in, Arsenal needs a player who can get them goals consistently, and they don't have that right now. So that's why. And you know how to make you feel good? What? Brentford beat West Ham 2-0. Uh, okay. did, wait, did, did Christian score again? He didn't score. No, sorry. But, but it hey, he, he's still doing his thing. Um, I'm, I'm all about Brentford right now. Um, David, um, let's be real. Especially after this past weekend, Everton should be safe because Burnley's so bad, right? Uh, I mean, that's what you hope. Um, Everton are facing Leicester next, who Leicester on any given day will definitely put four past them. Yeah, uh, but, then, but then again, it's, it's also a Brendan Rodgers team who has a habit of losing games that they should win. But do you know who Everton play after that? Who? Liverpool. Oh. And then yeah. Chelsea. Wait, wait. Does it? Does it? Um. Does it? Burnley have Norwich this weekend? Let me double check. And Burnley have West Ham. Oh shit! Oh, that's gonna be tough. Hmm. So uh, let's let's talk about this weekend, Eddie. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and there's going to be some chance at redemption. I mean, Manchester United are facing Norwich. Um, Arsenal are going to be facing Southampton, who just got six put past them by uh, Chelsea. Redemption opportunities are there, my friends. So do you think that... Um, before, because uh, actually Liverpool and Man United are going to duke it out uh, before we get to record our next part, literally the day before, on Tuesday. So it's a doubleheader for United. Um, do you think Norwich is a must-win, just for confidence sake, to at least earn a draw at Liverpool, or do you think I'm being too optimistic? No, dude. Norwich, like, look, even though... They have been playing better under Dean Smith. Norwich are still the worst team in this league. You guys need to beat Norwich easily, like 3-0, because if you don't, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, um, but look, Norwich are bad. Even a, even a Norwich fan will tell you that, you know? So Definitely. But, uh, you know... You know what I actually think, though? What I would put my actual money as uh, the must-watch must, must game uh, of the week? Go ahead, David. Uh, this is going to go, because, I mean, the day that we're, we're going to end up recording our next episode, um, I think it, and we should count it, right, as part of the week. And that's yeah. going to include, uh, you know, Chelsea and Arsenal duking it out on Wednesday. But, um... I'm still going to say Tottenham and Brighton is going to be our best bang for our buck. Well, uh, I, I have to agree, David, because th- there will be goals. 
Lots of them. Definitely. And, you know, we, we put tons of praise of Sun, even talked about him possibly leaving Tottenham. So we would hope he continue his form. And in talks of continuing his form, Bradford take on Watford, you know, uh, another struggling team who, based on current form, you would think Bradford is in pole position to take all three points. Um, are you thinking this is a game that our boy Christian should be looking at scoring? Um, hopefully. Uh, again, like, no, look, what, what's going on at Watford, I don't blame the players. I blame the board. There's so much instability at that club that no wonder the players are just interested, quote-unquote. So, Brentford should take all three points there. Um, David, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it. Um, we're going to get one of those special free kicks from Christian, and we're all going to talk about it next week. I am absolutely here for that, Eddie. I really hope that happens. Um, but let, let's uh, let's touch over at La Liga just because I think there's, there's a little bit of an interesting match here, Eddie. And I want to know, I want to know what goes through the mind of Eddie Sanchez. Uh, Real Madrid are gonna play uh, Real, uh, Sevilla, you know, they're gonna be playing at Sevilla's home. Uh, a win for Sevilla will kind of help them. Uh, build pressure on Barcelona and that race for second place. Uh, are you a Sevilla fan or a Real Madrid fan this weekend? Uh, look, look, look. Um, so the only time I root for Real Madrid is for them to beat Man City in the Champions League. So I need Sevilla to keep the pressure on Barca. So guys like Nico, Gabi, Pedri can... I feel what it's like to to maintain form in the league, even if it's just for second place. So uh, I'll definitely be rooting for Sevilla um, because look, even if if Sevilla do win, it'll be like nine points with six games to go. So it's pretty much a done deal unless Real Madrid collapse. Which would be awesome, but it's probably not going to happen. So, I'll still be rooting for Sevilla. But, David, don't forget that this weekend in England, FA Cup semifinals, Liverpool, Man City again, round three, and then Chelsea versus Palace. Uh, David, what do you think about... Palace requesting that uh, Connor Gallagher uh, be allowed to play versus Chelsea, and then Chelsea being like, nah, we're good. I mean, they know the terms, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's within Chelsea's rights, and I don't think anybody should be mad about it. Like, you knew what they were getting, they knew they, what they were getting into and what they signed up for when they signed up. It's all good. It's it's a possibility, you know, that they were going to face each other in the cup match. Uh, we know for sure they're going to face each other in the league. Shit happens. Um, but I also expect Chelsea to knock them out anyway, so it's not like it really mattered. Um, well, then fuck you, David. I'm definitely going for Palace. <laughs> well, the, the big one is Liverpool and City. Uh, they drew 2-2 in the league. Uh, and I think this is like, one where they're really going to be able to do the psychological damage because uh, knocking 
knocking one uh, or the other out of the semifinal is a big deal. And it might crumble a team. And I kind of hope it does. And look, like, this is a cup semifinal. Like, there has to be a winner. There won't be a draw this time. Um, I, of course, I'm going to back Liverpool. Um, give me a prediction, David. Liverpool versus City. Uh, I think Liverpool gets through on penalties, which leads to Pep tinkering and Real Madrid going to the final of the Champions League. We can hope. Um, I will say 3-2 Liverpool in extra time. All right, fair enough. That's awfully brave. And um, before we get out here, Eddie, are there any last thoughts from you? Um, yeah, um, my cousin Eric wants me to mention that Cleveland won in the Copa Libertadores tonight, but fuck them because Boca won yesterday. They beat a team called Always Ready, so apparently that's a lie because they weren't always ready. So. Well... I do want to point out on you know, everybody's behalf uh, from the spot that if you were not ready to watch Boca Juniors yesterday, but you want a second chance, Boca play Lanus this Sunday at 3 p.m. Pretty good afternoon entertainment. Why not watch it? Uh, get some Boca in your life so that uh, Eddie can bring it up a little bit more and I can brag about my Maradona jersey. Um and David, do you know where the people could brag to us at? Uh, uh, well, my preferred place is uh, on our Instagram. You know, you can follow us. Uh, please follow us. Make sure you comment. Make sure you like. Uh, whatever the hell you got to do, show us. Put us on your story. It's podcast from the spot. Uh, our Twitter is pod from the spot. We're also on Facebook. Just look us up. You know, from the spot. Uh, we have our link tree up and running that you can share with all your friends. Uh, you know, we put it in the description for the episode, put it all over our socials. So make sure you follow us. Make sure you share. What we want is we want more listeners. So if y'all can help us out with that, that would be awesome. Yes, absolutely. And David, that's everything uh, from me this week. Uh, I love you, David. I love you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, it's just a cell phone, no big deal. Uh, I'm going to sit around and push my wheels. Have a good night, everybody, and take care. Have a great night, and fuck that kid. <laughs>